Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Ballantine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40k's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplotte as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamster as Eli Sharp, and Del Borvik as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that Inquisitor Valentine and Atticus, along with the last surviving Stormtrooper in their team, are escaping into the hive pursued by the Redacted. Meanwhile, Morgan and Eli both manage to get into the back room of the Chlorine Wing before a strike team bursts through the front door. Can Atticus and Valentine hire a new ally while Eli and Morgan escape new foes? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. An overheard conversation in a dark alley. Look, Gibson, it's truly not you. It's it's me. I, I just I, I simply don't need a swashbuckler on the team anymore. You understand, of course. It, it was it was nice you added color and, and flavor uh, to our escapades, but well. Son, have you considered learning the word stealth? Rest of the recording is obscured by loud, uproarious weeping. Atticus and Valentine, uh, you are facing down Gibson Offenlander, notorious swashbuckler and a uh, a, a loyalist of, of note. Um as I've described, he's uh, sort of a carryules looking guy, uh, very flamboyant outfit, uh, and uh, he's uh, he's drawn down on you, um, being somewhat concerned about uh, the, the nature of things. Um, but you see his eyes go wide um, as as Valentine you you make your your grand pronouncement, um, and he looks uh, confused uh, but also hopeful, uh, hope fused, if you will. Um, as he, uh, kind of like his gun, like lowers a little bit. So it's no longer pointed at your head. Um, the, uh, 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 Kotskar is like, like a cat ready to pounce. Like she's just like her entire body is like a wound spring. Unfortunately, because, um, Gibson has drawn down on you. Like she knows the situation is bad, but like, this is the kind of person she came prepared to put down. Um, so you can tell she's, she's having a real moment. Um, but, uh, uh, Valentine, you of course have, have made your pronouncement that you're hiring. Um, what do you do? I just flash the rosette, play it super fucking casual. Like, like there's no way this guy's going to shoot me. Also, he's got a refractor field on, so he's a little bit more confident than he might otherwise be. And just be like, this is Colonel Atticus Viss, and this is Sergeant Kostkar of the Inquisitorial Stormtroopers. We can guarantee your position uh, working alongside us, or if you don't want to do that for long term, you can stay at the fortress. However, we need to keep moving. There's an army of redacted after us. Truly, the redacted, my old nemesis. They find us even here, hmm? nipping at your heels. Worry not, Inquisitor. Gibson Offenlander has you. Come! Um, and with a flourish of his cape, uh, just a full sweep, full up and over here, uh, you know, like Batman would be envious. Um, he takes off, um, running, uh, in that way where his cape is flapping up behind him, um, as, as dramatically as possible. Um, and, uh, he just like, he, he takes, he takes off at like a, a proper musketeer 
jog, and then he kind of slows and looks back over his shoulder to make sure that uh, that you're all following. Uh, Valentine, the moment he turned, I'd be like, Costco, is that the way we want to go? Um, and she uh, kind of nods, panicked, um, still figuring out whether or not she should just shoot this clown in the back um, and <laughs> says, uh, well, um, generally, yes, more so than back. So Perfect. we can always Let's kill him follow. later. Let's follow and then we can steer. Uh, and then he's just going to kind of start taking off after him. If this guy wants to move like a hero away from combat, he's on board. Valentine's good. Excellent. Well, move like a hero away from combat, you do. Um, the uh, the four of you um, sort of take off. And, I have um, this caning, as it were. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, just just caning right right out of there. <laughs> Don't worry, the written account will be much better. Uh, your as long um, as Sola's not involved. <laughs> so he's doing uh, he's doing like the full Andy Dwyer uh, being Burt Macklin thing, where he's just like anything he can shoulder roll over. He can uh, if he can like you know like a uh, hobby horse leap over something uh he does you get the sense there's probably like an orchestral theme playing in his head um as uh, as he does all of this um Kotskar, uh and i imagine valentine and vis you're just taking the more direct route which is like just stepping around these things which takes honestly slightly less time and less effort um but he is uh, he's really uh making a show of it um, and finally, um, as you kind of continue to weave through, and you can hear the opposing forces behind you, right? Like you can hear uh, the redacted uh, sort of mobsters like making their way through. You hear occasional um, uh, las fire as they're doing the like, you know, hey, look, some lumpy, I don't know, lumpy clothes, shoot it. Nope, nothing. All right, move on. Um, but unfortunately, again, having not got a proper look at any of you um, in the sort of large food court area, um, they don't. They don't have a direct line to you, right? They know this is the general vicinity you're in, but they're not like, you know, exactly hot on your heels because I rolled really badly for that. Um, so um, as he leads you forward, uh, finally, uh, you come to um, just like a heavy metal door and it's got like some posters just shellacked over the the, the back of it um, that are uh, uh, clearly like band posters um, that sort of thing. Um, and he, he just says, this is a fine place to wet one's whistle. And I'm thinking that perhaps we could take a refuge in here until we figure out a better course of action. Allow me to do the secret knock. Um, and he glowers at, uh, Kotskar and Atticus, uh, clearly not wanting to do it for anyone but the Inquisitor. What do you do, Atticus? Uh, I say, uh, is this the claw and wing? Ah, yes. I'll do the secret knock. And I just punch the door open. (laughs) Uh, And it's just like, in slow motion, the fist goes by his hand. um, And just like, uh, door gets uh, punched off and in. um, Which is uh, very alarming and disturbing uh, for the two guys on guard in that back room. Uh, but also perhaps for you, Morgan, crouching in that back room uh, as your your back door uh, explodes inward off its hinges um, and uh, slams uh, into uh, one of the uh, the sort of like uh, storage racks. Um, so immediately, uh, canned goods fly everywhere. Um, glass bottles shatter. Um, there's just kind of uh, complete chaos. Um, uh, the two redacted uh, immediately like turn on on the gap. Um, and just start hosing fire into it. 
Um, like they just, uh, there's no hesitation on their, their end because they, they kind of know their business. Uh, we'll figure out what happens to, uh, Atticus and the party in a moment. Uh, Morgan, I'm curious about what your reaction is, uh, as this happens. You've been kind of waiting for an appropriate moment. You're also waiting on Eli, uh, to mm-hmm. make his way out. Um, you don't know how wildly successful he's been out there, but we <laughs> sure as shit do. Um, heavy, uh, heavy blaster fire is, uh, or sorry, heavy bolter fire is just ripping up. Uh, the front of the bar, but um, you're 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 sure either he's fine or you'll just do the thing you always do, which is survive. Uh, so Morgan, what do you do in this moment? Yeah, I think it's take stock of the situation, and then uh, is this door between her exit because she wanted to go further into the back room to try and figure out like where they came from, where the exit is. So it's a matter of are they blocking? Is the exit for her now blocked? Because- so. Kind of, yeah. So yeah. basically, this door was beyond uh, the hole that they'd borne because uh, they they bored a like a a hole into your your delivery chute. Um, this is the back door to the bar. This is just straight mm-hmm. up your your back door into the alley. Um, so it's beyond um, the delivery chute um, a little bit. So the chute is still accessible and it's still open. Um, I think the way I'm imagining it, there's like a little office back there. There's like the delivery chute, uh, and then there's kind of the back door a couple feet uh, away from that. So it's not like it's completely blocked. The door didn't like comedically fall over onto it like a video game that's just blocking your path arbitrarily. Um, and honestly, if your goal is the delivery chute, this is drawing them away from that, which is what they were guarding. Like they, they, they if they were like on either side, they've now had to kind of turn as this door comes blasting in and kind of rush, they weren't on either side. They're not flanking the door. They're just like uh, wildly opening fire into it. Uh, so that's kind of what you're seeing mm-hmm. um, as you hear the front room get, get just annihilated with, uh, with bolter rounds. Yeah. I think at this point it is stealth. It is trying to stay in the shadows, maybe climbing up on top of one of those shelving units mm-hmm. and trying to stay near the, the shady dark edges of the room. But it's like, let all these people fucking kill each other. Just find a corner to hide in and wait it out and hope that Eli isn't dead is basically, that's it. Okay, so all it's, right. It's more hide and more hiding and more recon of just like, I don't, not my fucking problem. <laughs> yeah, not your Batmobile. Okay, I love that. Let's, uh, I think your stealth is, is kind of already established and I think well established at this mm-hmm. point for this particular encounter. So I'd like to instead deal with the climbing up piece. Sure. Um, because I don't doubt that under normal circumstances, Morgan could just do this with, with no problems. But this is a like a a a, a, a sneaking mission climb um, during a, an intense scenario, and I've watched enough horror and or adventure movies to know that there's a lot of shit that can slip uh, when you step on it, uh, and then Timmy has to run and hide in the oven or whatever, like Jurassic Park. So let's go with. Um, I feel like athletics is probably the way to go here. Um, but I would take athletics and agility if you want over athletics oh, and brawn. I would love that. That would I, be I wonderful. Feel like, I feel like you're not a, I'm going to like murder my way up this wall. If you think, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to climb this intelligently. Correct. Um, yeah. So athletics and agility. Okay. I've got that. And my difficulty. Um, Difficulty, I'm going to say, is only three. It would be lower, except for all the drama drama. Um, mm-hmm. And the, also, your, your your shelves are full of stuff. Yes. Uh, but it's also a shelving unit. Like, it's very easy to climb. Uh, you mm-hmm. don't need to, to work too hard for it. Um, I'm going to say setback from um, 
trying to do this stealthily, mm-hmm. um, so not loudly, um, and a uh, a further setback um, that I'm just basically going to label as like chaos, like between them <laughs> shooting and the occasional like chunk of the back of the bar that's blowing inward um, from because like heavy bolter like bolters are bad enough, like a heavy mm-hmm. bolter is like bad news bears like that's like rip up rip up your your vehicles and your your you know hearty kids so i think it's just like there's enough shit exploding back here that it's it's Mm -hmm. uh, a bit of a problem for you um i will however give you a boost for this being like your turf uh Mm -hmm. you've you spent a lot of time back here you you know you know again you don't have to work too hard for this you kind of know what's up um and um we are currently sitting, I believe, at two and three in my favor. I'm not going to spend anything on this. Okay. I'm not going to spend anything either because I think this is more like a just her gut instinct of mm-hmm. what she does instantly and is not a calculated move. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I like that. I think that makes sense for her. All right. Rolling dice. Four advantages, two failures. Oh. Oh, shit. Uh. Okay. <laughs> that is really- too much chaos chaos uh all right that is super strange but i kind of dig it um okay so del i'm gonna say that um morgan and as morgan begins to, to climb let's just fully lean on these these heavy bolter rounds because i feel like they're a nightmare mm-hmm. um one a lucky shot like blasts through the door behind you and blows the legs off the side of the um uh the the, the shelves you're climbing so i think as you're starting to go up it's just like you know round comes in blows just a, a crater in the floor blows off uh the legs and kind of like a big chunk of the thing um and immediately you're kind of swung out and around um mm. the uh it comes clattering down um it's a big mess with your advantage i'll say you don't get pinned under it uh, okay. Instead, gets caught on another um, another shelf, so it's one of those awkward like it doesn't do the full hilarious domino thing <laughs> from the mummy. It just does a partial one of those, crunches into it, creates um, kind of an awkward uh, um, I don't know triangle um, for yeah, you like to, a, to like kind a of ramp s- almost. Yeah, almost uh, of of shelving. So it's a mess. You can pop up through it. You can slide up behind it, but with your advantage, uh, you don't get pinned under it. That said, one of the two guys who's hosing the the door with um, shots uh, does see you. Like he mm-hmm. he he fully eyes you. Um, but he's still fire. He's blind firing right now. So I'm going to have to play that out. And then based on that role, I'll see if he turns and actually confronts you. This is going to be a really messy combat. So just like <laughs> yeah. buckle up buckaroos. Um, Close quarters in a bar. Buck- with like two yeah. different parties with completely <laughs> like four different parties with completely different agendas. Yeah. It's going to be a mess. Yes. Um, okay, cool. So uh, Morgan, we're going to leave you there um, okay. alive, but um, under, uh, under some shelving. Rot row. Um, uh, Eli, uh, where we last left you, you'd managed to hit the deck as, uh, as the fire opened up, uh, you, you watched, uh, passively as your best customers were, were completely obliterated, uh, and, and you tactically, you, tactically me. obliterated, <laughs> uh, and you booted, uh, poor Dorbus Horbus, uh, in the face as, as you, you scampered away. Um, <laughs> So you're currently making your escape. Oh, yeah, he was, like, doing, like, a take me with you. Yeah, yeah, thing. he wanted yeah. your help because he trusts you. Uh, and that was his mistake. <laughs> um, so you uh, you crunched his nose, kicked him in the face, 
left him to die, uh, and now you're you're crawling uh, towards the back room. Is, is there anything? Um, are you trying to take any of these guys out, or is it literally just like does not want? Nope, it's literally just like get out. This is not my fight. Other people are fighting. I don't need to be involved. I don't really care about this bar. Let's just save my own ass and Ad- Morgan along the way. Admittedly, you did drink the top shelf stuff like a long time ago, so there's yeah. nothing left worth saving. Yeah, Great. and I was um, collecting uh, also my other yes, uh, like yeah. you get your weapons along the way. Yeah, absolutely. All that shit. So I think we'll say Laura that your um, uh, your go bag is actually stashed. Just be like once you get out of the bar. Um, just behind the, like when you enter the back room where where Morgan is and where, where this fight is happening, um, just kind of tucked behind a shelf immediately off that door. So if you had to get back, you could. But if someone was looting the bar, they wouldn't immediately see it. So yeah. you, you have access to all your stuff. Um, it is in in like a, I think we'll say like probably like a professional. I'm thinking like it's, assassins. It's one uh, of those like black like thick canvas bags. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, with, you can quietly unzip. That's amazing. Yeah, 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 great. So you you slide that out uh, just in time. Um, you know your eyes are uh, adjusting to the the darkness back here, uh, just in time to see the shelving unit come down. Uh, the door come flying in, blast a bunch of canned goods into your face uh, as um, uh, two two clowns start shooting. Uh, and then you see Morgan and, and the shelf come down. What do you do? Um, uh, where am I in relation to where shots are being fired? Um, so they are. And is uh, Morgan in like? Is there a line of fire between Morgan and myself? No, Morgan's uh, luckily by having fallen off the shelf. So basically, the way to think of this room is like if you think of a, a large rectangular kind of um, pantry, uh, kind of bar back room. Um, Morgan has fallen to your left. Um, yep. under under some some shelves um ahead of you are kind of like three racks of just various like glassware that sort of thing canned goods um off to the right um are the kind of like big kegs which of course mm-hmm. are 40k kegs so they're like heavy metal and have skulls um but are also in bad disrepair they would have been very expensive um when Kanehurst imported them but now they're neither of you has done the work to keep them up and no one out front seemed to care so fuck it mm-hmm. um so you've got kegs over there, and as with all these sort of back rooms, it's it's you know there's enough room for you to walk between these shelves, and yeah, the shelves okay. aren't hard backed. They're they're those like metal wire shelves, um, so you can see through them, um, but you can't. You don't have a lot of mobility. It's it's very it's it, you know it's close to your shoulders. Mm-hmm. That said, uh, Morgan's off to your left under the thing, which means not only is she not in your direct line to these two guys who are kind of ahead to your head to the right yeah um but she's also low so if you just want to like open up yep. on this room morgan is like well and truly safe and toby's up high so he's fine um, um i uh, i think what i'll do then is probably crouch low with morgan um and while everyone else is while they're distracted, I have an opportunity to get Morgan up because she is an asset. I don't want to just leave her uh, and, like, take the action myself to fight. Okay. Um, so I will, like, get low, kind of lift um, the shelving unit off her so she can scramble out. Okay. I like that a lot. Um, let's go with uh, athletics and brawn. Yep. Um, I'm going to say this is difficulty two just because it's heavy and awkward and kind of like stuck in the shelf beside it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
could give you um, uh, a boost for your body kind of feeling like a bag of trash right now um, because you already feel rough. So like overextending yourself to do this isn't really going to hurt any more than you're already hurting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you a, a, a setback for chaos of just the, again, like the, the heavy bolter rounds. Yep. Uh, luckily, like the wall behind you is hard enough that they're not just immediately pulping the wall, which mm-hmm. is a viable concern. Um, and I think that's it from me. Um, yeah, I think that's it from me. Uh, start points are two and three in your favor. I don't, Ooh, again, I I'm don't just feel gonna, like this I'm is just going to roll, baby. All right, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Four successes, three advantages, one triumph. I swear I'm rolling what you told Ooh. me. I swear. Oh, okay. God right. damn. Um... I'm keeping so, a log of this if you need to see it later. I yeah, I, I do. Uh, thank you. I was going to ask you to repeat. So I'm going to work after the game. Uh, suffice to say, the shelf comes up, uh, but I'm curious to find out what happens before it flips onto these two assholes who are firing through the door, which is what will happen <laughs> as a result of your triumph momentarily. Hi, friends. It's Ryan here, your resident producer with Dum Dums and Dice. And I also voice characters that you've heard, and I GM season two. And I am here to invite you to help support us producing this show and all of our other shows through our Patreon for Dum Dums and Dice. You can go to patreon.com slash dice and support us today, and it makes a world of difference. Plus, if you join, you get exciting things. We have a fan-exclusive Discord. We do weekly tableside video chats. You get advanced access to episodes and the videos before the rest of the public do. You can submit names for places, people, and things that pop up in the shows. You can create your own NPCs that interact with our parties on an ongoing basis. You can get special thank yous. Heck, if you if you want, we can even do one-shot adventures with you or start up a series with you. Just patreon.com slash dice. Please support us today. It will save us from a grim, dark future so we can keep making a show for you in a grim, dark future. Atticus, you've just punched through. Uh, you learned the secret knock a long time ago. It's whatever the hell you want it to be. It's just the one knock. Yeah. 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 It's good. You're you're the one who knocks. Um, so <laughs> you you've powed the door open um, and uh, immediately come under fire. Uh, so because you would you have had your shield up as you punch, or was it literally just punch? Yeah. Okay. If I'm breaching a door to a place I don't know about uh, while we're being chased by. Uh, extremists i'm yeah i'm gonna be careful about where we go i mean it's a stretch but i'll buy it i guess oh no the guy who's good at breaching things knows how to breach um yeah i love that um okay so in that case um you've got your shield up which means you're in good shape also these guys are firing at a terrible angle like they're not standing directly in the door opening fire they're standing kind of 45 degrees off the door um firing through so if you're going in shield up and and kind of with with a mind to breach, um, I'm inclined to say so. Going to make you roll just because this is a world of 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 darkness and and heresy and nightmares. They're not going to roll on me. I'm going to roll to to like save, so to speak. Um. Uh. Yeah. I guess I could roll on you. I'm just so used to not rolling dice in this game. I forget I can. <laughs> um. All right. Great. Let's. Yeah. Uh. So I'm going to open up. Um. What is your defense there, buddy? With with the shield. Four. Four. All right. 
Hey, shields. Yeah. Yeah. The guys firing <laughs> haphazardly are in such good shape. This is going to go so well for them. Uh, defensive four. Okay. So that's four wow, setback for me. Amazing. Um, a riot shield. It's no power shield, but it's it's a riot shield. <laughs> um, all right. So I've got uh, two green, one yellow, three purple, four setback, no boost because they turned and are firing randomly. Nice. Uh, I'm going to spend a story point to upgrade one of my dice. Cool. Which brings us to uh, three and two in favor of you. Unless anyone else wants to... Oh, uh, I have to give them a chaos dice for... What? Heavy bolt rounds ripping up a room. Uh, it'd be unfair if that <laughs> only affects <laughs> the heroes. One-sided chaos. Oh, like challenge die? Yeah, yeah. Um, one extra setback for Gosh. for me. Um, live by the sword, die by the sword, right? Uh, okay, I think that's it. Let's let's see how they do. One success, one threat. <gasps> Fascinating. Okay. Um, okay. Well, the good news is, uh, Tyler, I believe with with your your armor that that uh, will my, likely my be soak is nine. So I hope it is <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, that's soak of nine. Atticus. Man, you know, I'd love to say that these guys who washed out of the Inquisition were like really well armed, uh, but it will not surprise you to know they are a little underwhelming. Let me see though, just in case, just in case I can maybe hurt you air so slightly. Uh, does it I, got any pierce and it's base plus one? It it does not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Ooh, just buddies. a just a straight up las carbine. Uh, you so tried. It's got six. So uh, cute. It does one. It's got auto fire. Uh, so yeah, the um, what what hits what does manage to hit you, Atticus, just like immediately deflects off the shield. Um, you can take a boost moving forward for the uh, the threat that uh, that I pulled, or whoever rolls next can can take that. Um, so as you you kind of like storm through the door, uh, the good news is I feel like you're not going to need it for this particular moment uh, because uh, Eli fucking sharp um, with the the rage of someone who's had to pull people out from under bulkheads and stuff. Uh, you fl you flip it up, um, Laura. What what does Eli flipping the shelf uh, look like? Like what does what does the scene look like? Um, it's it, for for a moment he looks unsteady, but as he kind of gets he he kind of pumps himself and that extra burst of adrenaline from both this I mean the stim, it's <laughs> adrenaline just coursing through his body, and he just kind of roars, and. And uh, and but just before he lifts it up, he just says, "Get up, girl!" and just throws the thing. Um, so the two uh, redacted um, firing into the door. One of them's like, "Hey, look, enemies!" And they both turn just as this thing comes, just like like Hulk's, like the Hulk flipped it. Just this <laughs> this thing swings back over. Um, crushes both of them into the wall. Um, their auto-firing glass carbines go off in like a big way, uh, <laughs> hitting hitting nothing, uh, but looking so cool yeah. while it happens. Um, and uh, with that, uh, Morgan, uh, Eli, and Toby, uh, you're, you're able to make a, a rush for the door. However, um, you're almost... I forgot who Toby was for a second. Like, all right, <laughs> Toby Hawk. Toby. Never forget. <laughs> uh, hashtag, don't forget about Toby. Um uh, Atticus storms in. Um, Valentine, would you be right behind him? Do you think, or are you? 
You're in a bit of an odd position here because you're being pursued, but also... Uh, Val, if, if Atticus was advancing into the room, he would follow because Atticus wouldn't advance if there was overwhelming firepower. He, but he used him like a human shield. Like, it's very much stay on the SWAT yeah, guy's the, shoulder. The, yeah, the, the yeah. one hand on the shoulder VIP thing. Um, cool. Okay, so Atticus, I assume you kind of... Would you stop in the doorway or would you, like, run run in as, as the fire hits your shield? Oh, uh, it would be... Stopping as rounds hit me to as like assess the situation, but I, I begin to, uh, yeah, I would, he would move in to crush whatever's shooting at him. And if it's been crushed, he's going to see if the crusher needs to be crushed, whatever that is. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. So I think it's safe to say that like the guy closest to you is still up when you walk in. So just give him the old uh, 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 US agent uh, shield. Yeah. A, a love tap on the noggin from a power fist. Yep, sure. there you go. Um, yep. Valentine will headshot the, headshot the next one who's pinned by the shelf. Just great. So, straight up execution. Uh, and then look into the room and say, we're looking for Morgan Rawls and Eli Sharp, and then we'd like to get out of here. Uh, and immediately <laughs> Gibson says, pardon me, Lord Inquisitor, but this is the safe house of which I spoke. My compatriots are sieging it right now, and soon we shall win the day. Excellent, but I would like to not be shot by them, and most of all, I would like to make sure... Please tell me that you two are Morgan Rolls and Eli Sharper. This is tremendously awkward. Um, uh, and Eli levels his combat shotgun in Valentine's face and says, who in the Emperor's name is asking? I'm Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. This is Colonel Atticus. You should lower that weapon, and then we can all leave this room together in the Emperor's service, or some of us will leave it in pieces. Yes, Atticus is very close now. <laughs> Atticus <laughs> is not respecting the personal space of some people in this room. Uh, and I, uh, and Valentine has, like, what is obviously inquisitorial, like, insignia on him. Yeah, like he's got the like inquisitorial insignia is on. Like he's in a so Valentine just as like a recap is in yeah. a full commissar's uniform with the silver breastplate. Only he's wearing a rosette over it. He has an active refractor field, so about six to eight inches out from his whole body is just a glittering field. Uh, and he does have the Inquisition symbol at the top of his cap because he was trained as a commissar and then joined the Inquisition, so mm. he wears a little bit of both. So it's okay. all very Aquila with inquisitorial okay. subtlety, but the rosette is fully on display. So Eli, he's holding the shotgun and just does kind of like a once over a Valentine and then just swings the shotgun up and over his back and be like, five bloody years, five. And he just starts trudging out the doors like you, five, And Valentine five will just grab him on the years. shoulder and just be like, yes, 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 five years. I'm sure it's been very bad. There's an army of redacted out there. Also, the other way is apparently a heavy bolter. Get the shotgun back out. Uh, you, Morgan, uh, you seem to be the smarter one of the two of you. How do we get out of here without dying? You can tell that easily, can you? All right, follow me. There's an exit that they all came from. And Bird goes overhead, and she's going to walk towards that extra exit. Um, and uh, Gibson kind of slows his pace, and he's, like, looking back towards the front room. Um, and uh, he just kind of says, uh, But, uh, pardon me, uh, Lord Inquisitor, friends, new friends, um, but my compatriots, they're laying siege, and surely if we join our arms... At which point, a uh, heavy bolt around uh, takes him in the chest and just 
you you always wanted to paint this place and uh he saved you the time because now uh gibson offenlander is just a mosaic of jackson pollock painting yeah 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 like a a jackson pollock painting of of guts and and spray and viscera um all over the backs (laughs) of the walls I'm imagining the whole party getting sprayed except Valentine because it hits his refractor field and goes down. So just everyone's red except him. Yeah. Yeah. There's just like yes. shapes of all of you on the back wall. You really, you left an impression is I think what I'm getting at. Um, but. Uh, and Eli uh, under his breath, like typical inquisition, not getting their own hands dirty. <laughs> uh, and do you all jump down the, jump down the chute? Oh yeah. The moment Morgan goes, Valentine's in. Yeah. Atticus goes. Oh yeah, she's like Eli. More walking, less quibbling. Uh, <laughs> Just teeth grinding. <laughs> and the quibbling continues uh, as you, uh, the four of you, and um, uh, Kotzgar leap down into the delivery shaft. So you're immediately like, this isn't a pleasant wide space. This is where the beer gets delivered uh, and the Amersec and uh, the Vicodin and everything else you sell. Um, so this is almost like, you can think of it almost like a bootlegger's tunnel. Like it's it's just a, a small cramp. You can't quite stand up. Um, Atticus, you're a short guy though, right? Yep. Yeah. So Atticus is fine. Uh, but everybody wise, else. though, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like your head is fine, but you're you're, you're you yeah. have to do the side the side yeah. shimmy walk, um, and uh, you know just reeks of of uh, soil and uh, and kind of uh, stale booze. Um, you can kind of feel like you're crunching on broken glass uh, underfoot as uh, as you make your way out. Um, there's also a lot of dirt. And Morgan, I think, as the person most familiar with with kind of the layout of everything and who who let everyone down here. Um, Sure enough, as as Toby ascertained earlier, um, the wall of the delivery chute has been um, bored out, um, and so there's still the there's an exit to the street ahead of you, which will take you back out into the alleyway that um, uh, Valentine and Vis just came through a little bit further down that alleyway, but out there, um, or there's the the route that's been bored in by the redacted. Where do you want to go? Um. Well, we know it's in the street mostly, so I think she would send Toby out first mm-hmm. and let him go to his, towards the new exit, see if there's more people there or not, kind of keep him high, scout him out, and she would put her arm out and be like, let me momentarily check here. Okay. Um, so just to make 100% clear that we're, mm-hmm. we're on the same page, this these are very, like, the super tight confines, and the, the hole that's been born in is also tight confines. Like there's not a lot of vertical space for Toby. Okay. So he can be up top, but it's not, he's not like soaring above right, in right, anything. Right. Yeah. Um, he can slip in and up if there's vertical space, but he's going to be very exposed for a moment. You're cool with okay. that? Okay. Yes. Right. Um, okay. So are you trying to do this stealthily with Toby or is it just like, go, go fast, fly, fly? No, I think it's, it's stealthy because it's just a, he has the eagle eyes. It's more just a scout. And that's why I'm saying he's trying to stay into dark edges where he's going to be. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Okay, cool. Well, let's go with with stealth then using Toby's uh, Toby's stats. All right, and the difficulty. Um, before I do difficulty, I just want to see on weigh ins. Uh, Valentine, is there anything you'd be doing to assist with this? Now, obviously, you don't really know about the the robot bird, but I think <laughs> as you see Morgan like sending it, 
Um, I just know like with your auspice and other things, you tend to like tag in on stuff like this. Yeah, I think he would be doing the the close range scanning because his auspex can cover some like pretty decent scan distances. Let me just find the exact rules for it. Yeah, so he can he it gives like two boosts to perception checks, uh, and it can also reveal things beyond sight. But it also looks through walls fifty centimeters thick. Um, oh, anything okay. less than fifty centimeters, he can scan. So if he can scan down the tunnel to at least see if this weird robot bird she's going to unleash is going to like run into a person, yeah, yeah, you'd like to can. know, yeah, yeah. Um, and it okay. doesn't specifically say it like any of that stuff, but. Toby also has an inbuilt auspex, and the bird has one in it, too. Ah, yeah, okay, I like that. So, Ryan, why don't we roll with yours? Great. So what's my difficulty, Tom? Um, all right, so um, I think for the scan, you're in good shape, and you're you're piggybacking off of Toby, so I'm going to say difficulty two. Okay. Um, you're in the tunnel, so I'm going to give you a setback just for bad reception. <laughs> Uh, it's shitty down here. Um, no chaos dice this time because the chaos is up there. You're down here. Um, and then I will give you a boost for being able to piggyback off of uh, Toby as well. Great. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll just roll it because Valentine doesn't treasure this bird, if that makes sense. This is, <laughs> it is a functional tool to him, but he does not know it has any emotional significance. I mean, dude, I've seen what you do with your party members who we know have emotional significance. Like, it's yeah. fine. Fair. That is two successes and two advantage. Okay, amazing. Nice. Um, so immediately uh, you get a, a, a ping for kind of a large metallic object of some sort uh, that you can kind of... Uh, the auspice is, in my head at least, it's always operated a bit like the alien um, yeah. like sonar piece, right? So you get like a large signature um, and then um, a, uh, a smaller blip uh, just behind it that seems to be kind of um, darting back and forth slightly. All right, I'm getting a large metallic return and then a smaller one. Are either of them life signs, Tom? Yes. Or are they both? Uh, one, one, is, uh, one is not. The large one is not. Uh, the smaller one, uh, you are getting life signs. You're getting uh, elevated pulse. Um, and uh, what, what, what sounds, I mean, I don't think the auspice the picks up sound necessarily other than like maybe like sound bouncing off things. Yeah, it's not like a microphone. I don't think it'd pick up. Other, like Valentine's got mechanical ears. So mm. if the auspice is hearing it, he'd be uh, hearing it. Yeah, so I would say the auspice doesn't pick up like the sound necessarily, but you are getting readings that there is sound occurring from from beyond the space. Ah. You can't pick up what it is, but it's like registering, you know, elevated heart rate and... Um, all right, so I'm getting one life sign and a large metallic presence, which makes me think we're dealing with a turret of some kind, or some kind of a large gun or weapon aimed directly into the tunnel. Can your bird survive that kind of firepower? Nothing direct and long-standing, no. So we could take right, so our if we send, chances with outside. If we send the bird backwards to go out the door that we blew in, and the bird goes up and over, could it perhaps make a move that we could time so it could rush whoever's on the cannon and we could rush out? That is very possible, yes. All right, everyone else, take a knee. It's time for the bird to do its thing. All right, so Del, let's go ahead with uh, stealth for uh, Dear Sweet Toby. All right. He is going to pop out into the street, um, loop around uh, to the adjacent uh, building that you know they, mm -hmm. they drilled in through. Uh, I think, uh, just because I think it's quaint in a 40K universe, uh, we're going to say this is a bike repair shop. Um, <laughs> but like... 
in a weird hellscape hive land. So, you know, the bikes are, are kind of metal as hell, but, um, uh, yeah, bike, bike repair shop. All right. So stealth and the difficulty, um, because there are pursuing people out in the alley and there are presumably people in the, uh, the bike shop basement, I'm going to give you a difficulty of four. Okay. And I'm going to spend a story point to spike one of those, bringing right. us to um, one and four in your favor. All right. And then I'll spend a story point also, and it's basically a straight roll at this point. Um, but yeah, we'll spend that story point because mm-hmm. none of them are actually hunting a robot bird. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> yep. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Not yeah. on their bingo sheet for the day. All right. I don't, I don't think there's anything else I can uh, do. Dale, I'll give you um, a boost for Valentine's uh, Auspix picking up stuff. Helping you have a in. rough sense of, of where things are. It's not a complete, like, go out there and find something. It's like, here's, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. All right. Let's see. Let's see how this boy do. <laughs> oh, my baby boy. Two successes, one advantage, one triumph. I love reading the results out in the voice. Morgan just says it to the air. (laughs) You know what that means. You've used Auspex before, yes. Yes, I I think in specific terms. It's called Genesis way of thinking. I think what we're learning is that Toby has Genesis programming. So when Toby (laughs) achieves a mission, it's actually related back in these terms. Yeah. yeah. It's like a little feed out. It's got all the little colored dice (laughs) inside of her brain showing up. Yeah. It's a real bummer. They discontinued the Toby system because they lost the license to Toby. That was a real bummer. Um, All right. So um, damn, that is a lot of wins. Um, So pretty it was the exact same role except for that boost. So, <laughs> all right. So, Morgan, uh, tell me, uh, tell me what the majestic, um, like, what what does Toby doing his thing look like? Yeah, Toby. I'm imagining that Toby can be pretty sneaky because he is a big metal bird, but he's kind of old, and I think he's had multiple coats of paint, so he's got a little bit of like matte black kind of patches on him and stuff like that. So, I think he just swoops through it's like a bullet going by and then back around so when he's like against the night sky it's just like a black silhouette and -hmm. as he comes back around and down morgan would also know the exact moment that he's coming in that he would swoop in on the other side and see everything amazing so um yeah i also i was thinking as you're describing that um of a little bit of the uh like the bat or the pterodactyl like little claw hangs mm-hmm. um, where like once if you need to just kind of like digging the claws into a wall and just being a, a shadow. Um, so uh, Toby has no difficulty with this. The uh, redacted uh, troops out, out in the back um, come like a couple of them are, are rushing, but they're doing basically what Agus did. They're <laughs> like doing a, like a breach and clear on the door, not being sure exactly what's going on, knowing that there's action happening in there, not really being sure the lay of the land. Um, but like panicking and, and kind of running around. Um, so Toby swings out, you know, as you mentioned, blur against the night sky in through one of the shattered windows of the bike shop um, over the body of the dead owner um, down the, uh, the stairs into the basement that is like set up almost like a, an excavation site, like just a, you know, those big, like, you know, work lamps with the, the metal grid on them. Um, everything is wired terribly uh, into, you know, generators and other things. Um, and as uh, Toby comes swooping in, um, uh, his uh, scanners pick up just like uh, a large portly bald man 
um, who has taken off his uh, redacted cowl uh, and is just like red faced from kind of like clearly having a hard time breathing through this thing down here, uh, manning a giant drill. Um, and um, he's just uh, standing there going like, oh, oh, okay, okay. All right, Mateo, you got this. You got this. If anyone comes through here, you give them the drill. You gotta give them the drill. Oh, it's, oh I should have brought, oh, I really should have brought Oh, some refreshments. Oh, it is hotter down here than I thought. Okay. You got this, Matea. You got this. What does Toby do to Matea? Toby just comes in and swoops down. And at the last minute, it's it's probably extra spooky because he has tiny little red glowing eyes. So in just in the blackness. And his big grapple claws come out. And they're shocky grapple claws. So I think it just grabs onto his face and shocks and probably just electrocutes everything oh, in the vicinity. My God. <laughs> uh, so uh, Mateu just like turns and it's it's like when Bruce Wayne has his nightmares of the bat, <laughs> yes. just like red glowing eyes. Um, Hazing him in the face, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he, he just manages to go, Necrons! Um, before you, uh, the talons like pull into him, start electrocuting him. He falls back. The drill gets turned on uh, through the the electricity surging through the room. As the lights begin to blow, um, his body gets swept up in the drill uh, uh, and just like oh, no. just swung around and eviscerated, spraying the space. Uh, just uh, as you know, all the fixtures burn out, uh, plunging the room into darkness. Uh, except for the two red glowing eyes of Toby, um, which alongside the the squishy footsteps of his uh, grim work are what greet the party as you make your way into the bottom of the abandoned bike shop. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter as Eli Sharp, Del Borovic at Del Tastic on Twitter as Morgan Rawls, and our game master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chief Spy Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merch dice available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, and most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, 
Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG, it's Big Nick, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Are you emotionally exhausted? Do you have strong feelings about authoritarian power structures? Have you ever stared up at the night sky and felt tiny and alone? If so, ask your doctor about Wolf 359, the award-winning sci-fi audio fiction podcast by Kinda Evil Genius Productions. Side effects may include strange genetic experiments, unreliable AI systems, the potential discovery of alien life, and toothpaste. Find Wolf 359 wherever you listen to podcasts and visit wolf359.fm to learn more.